Episode of Hitting Paydirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 46, and I'm Alex Beaudry. Back with me on a beautiful spring Sunday night, Mr. Michael Corwin. <laughs> kind of sounded like I was getting ready to seduce you a little bit there, didn't it? I was waiting for it, to be honest. <laughs> See that little twinkle in my eye? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Good. It is a great night. Um, super bright moon. And I thought it was going to be a full moon. It's not. Mm. Just like a really nice Wisconsin night. I think we're just so used to like cloudy, cold. I mean, it's snowed here a bunch over the last week. Oh. Just like to see stars and, and the moon. You're like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Right? Like what? <laughs> we, we we actually have like something above clouds? <laughs> like <laughs> it's something other than gray? Um, yeah. So uh, we got kind of a mix match. We were just kind of shooting the breeze before this. I think this is the quietest it's been in the NFL. Like, There's no blockbuster trades. Uh, haven't really been any big free agency signings in a while. I think teams are just now in full-blown hunker-down mode, getting their draft boards right, and all eyes turning towards Vegas and the draft in a few weeks. No one coming out of retirement. Um, Not yet. Uh, I do, I do want to talk about Gronk. Mm. I think we should add yeah. that to the agenda tonight. I think, uh, I think that'd be a great addition. Yeah. Uh, but first, um, tragic news breaking yesterday mm-hmm. that Dwayne Haskins uh, passed away. Um, some sort of vehicle accident. I think the details are still a little fuzzy. I don't really, un- really understand what happened. Um, he was only twenty-four. That's, yeah, that's um I think that's the saddest part, right? Yeah. Is twenty four like you you had an entire life to live still. Yeah. So condolences to, to his family. I can't imagine going through that. And unfortunately I think the bigger lesson in all of this is two pronged. One, you know, these athletes are people. I think that was the main theme on Twitter yesterday. Like, hey, you know, don't forget that, you know, real human beings on the other side of these tweets and these games and things like that. Mm -hmm. And two, if you're in the media and you're writing a tweet or you're going on the air about somebody who just passed away and you're going to say disparaging things about that person, maybe take this play off um, Mm -hmm. and, and, or, you know, delete it and, and start over. Cause uh, you know, God, Adam Schefter and Gil Brandt yesterday just got put through the internet ringer for rightly so, uh, for their comments made in the aftermath of this tragedy. So I think that was a big lesson. Hopefully everybody's at home paying attention to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you a big Schefter fan? You, you know what? Um, I wouldn't say I was a fan. I was never, but I was also not like a hater. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> meat, meat stick, put him in the hater category. Um <laughs> So, so now, so now that you know we have a verified hater in our little podcast crew here, mm-hmm. I've been like paying closer attention, and I'm like, ah, eh, I can see it. Like, you know, I he's a little, like five foot four, kind of little dorky dude. 
it's always funny. He like teams hate him because he's just a mouthpiece for agents. Mm-hmm. As an agent, I think that might be a good thing. <laughs> so <laughs> all about yeah. perspective. So like one day, you know, I might be <laughs> sending in my sources. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I don't know. He, oh, you know that he just signed a new deal with nine ESPN million. nine mil. Mm-hmm. The timing is uh, impeccable for Schefter. I don't know if impeccable is the right word. No. I think it's, it's the not. opposite of impeccable. I mm-hmm. think it's really bad. Uh, really bad timing for ESPN. And the worst part is, like, the next probably three weeks through the draft are, like, Schefter's time to shine. Mm-hmm. Like, breaking trades. Do you remember that one year? Like, he was breaking. He was doing the picks on Twitter before they were being announced at the podium. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. It was like two or three years ago. Like, he was finding out who was getting picked before the commissioner read the names off. Of course he was. Yeah. The little weasel. (laughs) He he is just like... I don't know why that popped into my head. (laughs) Dude, that's perfect. He is just like the perfect dude to hate. I don't know why. I don't know anything personally about him. I I just... um, He's just like so easy to hate. I don't know. Ever since he dropped the news about like Jordan or Aaron Rodgers retiring, like right before one of the drafts. Do you remember this? No. I think it was last year or the year before. He dropped like some, like literally some news about Aaron Rodgers not being happy. And well, then, that like, was last year because he, Rodgers demanded it was the trade. Last year. Yes. But not retired. He demanded the trade. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And he waited until like draft, draft morning. night. Yes. Draft morning. Yeah. It was yes. the morning of the draft. Yeah. Ever since then, <laughs> I haven't been a huge Schefter fan. Well, don't shoot the messenger, I think would be his uh, his line because, you know, obviously there was a rift there. Um, but the timing of it, like he kept on, he, he kept on to that news until like it was ripe to share. For his own. The thing about Schefter, and this gets back to my point about athletes are humans too, he is in the click business. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's making $9 million a year because he generates clicks. And people listen. And people listen. He's got a huge Twitter following. I mean, he is one of three or four true NFL insiders. I mean, it's probably him and uh, Ian Rappaport and... Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Tom Pelissaro. Is that his name? The uh, the other NFL Network guy. Oh, S- Sal? No, no, no. No. I think it's Pelissaro. Anyway, there's like th- three or four true insiders, and Schefter's one of them. Mm-hmm. So people are going to follow him. They're going to pay attention to him. And, yeah, he drafts these kind of quirky tweets to be cute, and I think, you know, be interesting yeah yeah exactly it's like his brand and that's how you get paid nine million dollars and unfortunately he's been missing a lot lately he had this tweet with haskins which was not good and then there was another one that he just had to delete and apologize for too a couple weeks ago i forget what it is but yeah people are uh, getting fed up with the shefty games two strikes he's got one left oh man i would be well, I just I just think about like <laughs> potentially losing a nine million job because you 
have an ass of a tweet. Uh, yeah, are dumb and like <laughs> just didn't use the right words. Yeah, well, like um, like a man just died, and you're gonna put in your tweet that he struggled to play professional football with Washington and Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Yeah, why is that relevant to him getting hit by a car? Yeah, like he's a football player, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, not to mention like if you're gonna. If that's how you're going to tweet about every athlete who struggled to make it in the NFL, like it's pretty hard to play in the NFL. There's a lot of guys who struggle to make rosters because it's really fucking hard. Like you think Shefty could play in the NFL? God, no. Like, His fuck, little gnome fuck, arms. No. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, yeah, no, that's, it was, it was just unnecessary to like add the, add the little jab. Like, yeah. Why is that? Why is that in there? Struggling. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Adam. Hmm. <sighs> anyway, um, but here we are talking about him. Here we are right? talking about him. Yeah. What's who said that? Uh, who said no? Um, no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, and bad publicity is good publicity. Like mm-hmm. as long as they're talking about you. Mm-hmm. Although I wonder how ESPN's feeling about this. They got to be like, hey, their panties are in take, a bunch. Take the day off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like. <laughs> Take the day off, but also think about what you did, <laughs> yeah. and don't do it again. And here's nine million reasons why you should think about it <laughs> yes. really seriously. Yeah, like yeah, here's nine million reasons why you should not do this again. Yeah, what an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> for all the Schefter haters, you got a real reason yesterday. I think I'm in that bandwagon. You're you're honest. you're now a hater. Um, like I definitely don't like him. Do you? I mean, he's, he's still just nothing to you. Yeah. <laughs> You're nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is almost worse than like hating him, right? Like, yeah. you're just like indifferent to him. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. Anyway. All right. So, moving on to uh, what's a word? I don't know. Uh, it's kind of a tough transition when you're talking about someone who just passed away. But a um, couple topics on the docket here. We talked about it last time you and I got together, Mike, um, the best available free agents. And we had a couple names that we threw out there. Tyron Matthew was one of them. It sounds like he's got it narrowed down to two teams now. He's got a little bit of a bidding war, which is always a good sign if you're a uh, player because bidding wars are good. It means your price goes up. Um, sounds like it, that is down to the Saints and the Eagles. Um, where would you like to see him land? Like, if you let's let's put yourself in Tyron Matthews' camp, you're representing him. Mm-hmm. Nola or Philly? Yes. You you like both spots? Um, I think I think if I'm Tyron Matthew. I think both teams offer offer really good upside. I mean, if he goes to Philly, you're looking at it's, you could have ten plus interceptions. If he ends up in the NFC East, right? Like, yeah. um, but then Nola, right? Like that offers some competition. Saints defense doesn't look too bad. You got Tom Brady that came back. Um, so like great competition there. I gun to my head if I had to if if I had to say if you want to pad your stats and I were in Tyron's camp I'd I'd probably do Philly yeah 
Um, but if I, if, if I want like a competitive good division where like I'm going to fight and claw and like, maybe I can say I'd pick Tom Brady off a couple more times. Um, Nola, what about you? I would tell him to go to Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia can be a serious contender. Um, they have to have a good draft and it'll be really curious to see what they do with Hertz. Um, you know, what do they do at the quarterback position? Do they address it in the draft? Do they just roll the dice one more year with Hertz? But that defense can be legit, and Matthew can kind of play anywhere. He can play corner. He can play, you know, up in the box. He can play free safety. Um, Cover the slot as well. It would add a dimension to that defense that's in a bad division. It's pretty much them in Dallas. And, you know, Dallas who, you know, people have mocked me for saying – and I'm looking at you, have mocked me for thinking that, you know, that team could potentially go to a Super Bowl. Um, but if that's your – that team still has flaws, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Still Mike McCarthy. Um, can't Like, Philadelphia has a chance to be a legit contender. New Orleans, on the other hand, they, they need a lot. And I think that's why mm-hmm. they traded with Philly for that extra draft pick. They know they need help. They need – inexpensive help which is why i think they wanted that extra first round pick this year <sighs> although I, th- I think new orleans is probably a better city than philly like i would mm. rather live in new orleans than philly it's mm. a good point but i think philadelphia is probably a better football team he's 30 is he still looking i mean he's got a ring with the chiefs but as if you're looking to be competitive i think philadelphia is where you go yeah I think it's just an easier road for him in Philly. Uh, the fans, much less forgiving in Philly, though. But but you're not playing quarterback, You're right? not playing quarterback. You're playing defense. And he's a big name. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if, I mean, he's got 13 picks over the last three seasons. If he gets four or five interceptions this year, they'll love him in Philly. Uh, I mean, he'll be like a Brian Dawkins 2.0. Yeah. Right? Like, if he goes to Philly. Um, but... Nola, I mean, I'm not saying that Philly isn't a football town. Nola, they love their football. They do love their football. And you get to play in a dome. It's not cold. Exactly. It's, it stinks in Nola. But it does stink like hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, on Sundays, though, on Sundays in the afternoon. In the new Caesars Superdome. Oh, it's the Caesar Superdome. It's not yeah, it's Mercedes been, Benz. No, uh, Caesar's the yeah sports book. Yeah, they got the rights to it. So interesting. Yeah, gun to my head. I think that's Philly. Philly would be. Yeah, I agree. But I would love to, as a fan, would love to see Tyron Matthew and Tom Brady have a couple of games against mm. each other coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, good TV. Um, okay, so I'm going off the athletic here. They have a nice little article. Uh, little is probably the wrong word. They've ranked, God, how many guys are there? There's got to be 100 guys here, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, but we're going to pick on their top five here. So Matthew, we just talked about. Jadavian Clowney, what a name. You, We were going through this before the podcast. You're like, yes. I forgot he was still out there. I can't believe he's only 29. He should be 55 years old. That highlight of him at South Carolina where he hits that guy from Michigan and the helmet pops off, 
bulldoze us right through. Feels like that should be 15 years ago. Yeah, right. Like they should still be wearing like the the baggy 90s like college football jerseys yeah, with the with the midriffs <laughs> yes, hanging out. Yes. You know, Ron Dane would still be running the football at Wisconsin. He's only 29. It's he's he's been around, but he's been hurt, right? Because that's I even shamelessly I don't I, I don't care. I'll tell you guys. Like I'd ask Alex. So I was like, is, is he good? Is he still good anymore? Yeah, and and when he's on the field, he can play. So I mean, two years ago, you're right. He only played in eight games. He had no sacks and only six QB hits. Um, this past year, he played in 14 games. He did have nine sacks and 19 QB hits. It's pretty good work for 14 games. You know, you stretch that out on a couple of games, he'd be a double-digit sack guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and pass rush, pass rushers are a premium. If you can get a guy who can get to the quarterback, I mean, he could probably get a deal for 10, 12, God, even 14 million. Um, is he good, though? Like, is he still good? I guess 29, think about the likes of J.J. Watt who like has started to wear down um, and he's, I think he's, he's a year 33. Older. He's yeah. a year older than us. He's a couple of years older than Jadavian Clowney, but 29 for edge rushers. That's kind of Look right. Chandler Jones had a really good year. He's 32. He got paid in free agency from also from Arizona. How old is Calais Campbell? 32 or 33, but he's yeah. more of a, like a big D end. I would even call him like almost like a D tackle. Mm-hmm. Not like a true pass rusher. He just got paid. Yeah, too. back in Baltimore, right? Um, but the, a lot of wear and tear, right, on the defensive line. So yeah, twenty nine, you're getting hit every play. And Davion's coming off of a couple of like bad knee injuries, right? Like he was the one that first year in Houston tore his ACL, um, and then I think he had something similar the following year. He had another injury that um like didn't allow him to play right away so it like took him a while to make a splash in the nfl it's just all things to think about right like as you start kicking the tires on on some of these guys he's great brand name just like can he produce yeah um where would you like to see him hmm that's a really good question the thing that hurts Clowney. And I've talked about this a little bit with um, Meat Stick. This year's draft class is strong at the edge rusher position. So I think a lot of teams, you know, if he is asking for 12, 14 million a year, which, you know, probably not super high, um, a lot of teams might just be like, yeah, but we can get a guy in the second or third round for much cheaper mm-hmm. that might have the same production value or, you know, we expect to st- stay healthy. So I do want to back up just a little bit. He's played on four different teams the last four years. So he was, he, fin- he was finished last year with Cleveland. I completely blacked out him being in Seattle same, and, and Tennessee. He was in Tennessee. <laughs> That's where he played eight games. He had no sacks. Uh, in Seattle, he had he played in 13 games. He only had three sacks. Did, oh, have, wow. did have four forced fumbles. Intr- yeah, I don't have any 
memory of him being in either of those two cities. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't either. Um, it sounds like he was injured, though, because he only played in 13, 13 and 8. Yeah. Interesting. And, like, they sound pretty serious, right? Eight games? Like, it must have been a season. Yeah, to miss half injury. the year. Still interesting. <clears throat> Back to your point. Where would I like to see him go? I mean, there are good landing spots, right? Like, I think, again, depending on the price is right, if the price is right, like if he's willing, he he signed a one-year $8 million deal last year. If he's willing to take that again, like almost every team could probably use a guy like him. Oh, yeah. Like a rotational pass rusher guy, third down specialist. Um, You know, the athletic ability doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I mean, if if he's gonna if he's willing to take like eight million, I wouldn't mind seeing the Packers kick the tires. Yeah, hundred percent. You, I mean, they lost to Darius Smith. You mm-hmm. got Rashawn Gary and uh, Preston Smith, the other half of the Smith Bros. They need they need another guy. You can't have too many. I do think that's a position they'll probably look to the draft. It. The Packers hate bringing in free agents. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm just looking at it from a fan's point of view. If like, God. Almost every team could use a guy like that. Freaking commercials. <laughs> Limu emo. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Impact Sports, <laughs> sponsored by Liberty Mutual. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Both of us looked at each other. Like, and what then the I was hell like, is, that? is this a phone? <laughs> and then I heard Limu emo. <laughs> Limu emo. <laughs> by the way, way off topic. Name a dumber commercial. It's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Um, the camel. Hump day. Yeah. Well, that's because your Mike, name's Mike. 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 That's because your Mike, name's Mike. Mike. That, uh, that joke has been so <laughs> overplayed. This was my first week back in the office. I cannot tell you <laughs> on Wednesday how many times I had people like, Mike, 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 Mike. Corporate life is just insufferable. It's uh, you, you, you have quite the feeling of being uh, dead inside. <laughs> Let's 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 put it that way. Um, that's 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 what it is during business hours, and then uh, during not business non business hours, you just like try to do something that you enjoy before you like wake up and be dead inside again. Too funny. Um, <laughs> all right. Anything else on Clowney? Um, Other than I can't believe, like I just like blacked out Seattle and Tennessee from my memory yeah no no nothing else on clowny he'd be he'd look great in green and gold for the right price for the right price um odell odell beckham jr oh man so i have a landing spot for him it's mm-hmm. it's la yeah i think they bring he him needs back. to stay with the rams that's he the fact that prosperous. he the fact that he hasn't resigned though makes me wonder if the rams are interested or are they just waiting for his knee like right because he i mean that was that's as late as you could tear an acl yeah yeah which sucks for him yeah in a contract year in a year where he had a a terrible start to the year finally gets his freedom from his point of view gets out of cleveland and then he had a phenomenal run with the rams Mm -hmm. like he was about to get paid Probably not like what he made the last time, but I could have seen him getting 
God, where the wide receiver market is today, 14, 15, 16 million a year. Mm-hmm. And he's a brand name. So I feel yep. like that you, you would have paid the OBJ premium. And he's only 29. You're looking at these other guys like Adams, 29, Hill, 28, Diggs, 28. They're all getting huge contracts. Like if he doesn't blow his knee out again, unfortunately for him, he's probably, probably would have got big money. He, so he tore his ACL and when he came back in Cleveland, he tore it like week seven or week eight last time he tore it. And it took him a while to come back. Like he missed the beginning of the season. He's now older and he tore it later. And it's the same knee. Oh, it is. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, that makes you wonder, like, is LA waiting because of all of those variables? And the fact that, right, like he he'll he'll be ready like week 11 week 12 right like yeah i think if you're the rams though like why wouldn't you give the guy basically like a league minimum contract with a bunch of incentives Mm -hmm. like hey if you're going to come back and you're able to do you know you're able to get a thousand yards you're able to do this this and this like basically what they did with his last contract like he got huge bonuses for every playoff win the rams had and just like incentivize him to you know go through the rehab come back and then when he comes back if he's able to perform great if not he's cheap you know and they have no draft pick so it's not like they can pick in the draft and they need help i think they need a little help at wide receiver i mean you got cop best in the game right now woods is coming off an injury as well and then who else van jefferson van jefferson yeah um, and then, yeah, I don't, I mean, tight end, who is tight end there? He'd be, um, yeah, I mean, he'd, he'd be great to bring back. And I think I, if, have they gotten rid of woods yet? I no? don't think so. Um, interesting. I, I, I just, I don't see him. He just wasn't a fit last year. Maybe with Odell Beckham now being out for a portion of the year this will be like an opportunity to like bring him back in. He just, he seemed like the, like the awkward stepchild last year. Like it was Cooper cup, Cooper cup, Cooper cup. And then like, let's force it to Robert Woods to like keep him happy and pad stats. Yeah. Except when I really needed Cooper cup to have a big game in fantasy, then that would be like the game that like Robert Woods would have 12 catches for 140 <laughs> yards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I just think Odell's got to be an LA. I think that's such a good fit for him. <clears throat> Even the city, yeah, yeah, it's like it's his personality, side. yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. J.C. Treader, uh, not originally a free agent, but was cut due to cap space in Cleveland. He's thirty-one, getting up there a little bit. Really good center, former Packer. Um, there are plenty of teams that need offensive line help. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised he's still unemployed. He's also the NFLPA player president. So he's the like the head player on the, like all the committees and stuff. Interesting. I did the, not know that. The union guy, yeah. So interesting that he he's still looking for a job. Again, there's plenty of teams that could use help at offensive line. Any one of them. I think he'd be a good fit. He's, he can still play. Mm-hmm. Give him like a two-year deal, 
if you're worried about his age, two two year deal, maybe a third year with no guarantees, and you know you move on. I, a little shocked to not see him on a roster. Yeah, he's um, interesting. So, a couple landing spots, and I'm just I'm on the internet and I'm looking at a couple of different landing spots for him. Uh, Vikings are a potential landing spot. Mm. They're in need of a center. Uh, really interesting. Las Vegas continues to take Green Bay's sloppy seconds. Um, <laughs> sloppy seconds twice removed in this case. Yes. Um, Eskimo bros nonetheless. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I guess Baltimore looks like they'd be they'd be in the market. And a little surprising... Cowboys are in the market for a center. That is surprising. No, Travis Frederick's still down there, isn't he? I thought so, and I thought that they were like real solid on offensive line. They do have a good offensive line. They're also aging a bit, but if you're aging a bit, do you want to bring in another 31-year-old center? Travis Frederick retired. Oh, okay. So there you go. He had a – oh, I did not know this. Wow. <clears throat> Travis Frederick has an autoimmune disorder, so he retired. He's 29. Former Badger. Shit. Really? Yeah. He he played at Madison. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, potential ending spot there. Uh, Klemecki and I talked about this on the draft, mock draft Monday last week. I could see Dallas drafting a center at 24. That Linderbaum kid from Iowa, Mm -hmm. I think, is like a perfect fit for them mm-hmm. so well interesting i do not expect jc treader to be unemployed for long though no and then this last guy because you know we could do a five-hour podcast going through this list um stefan gilmore corner last played in carolina um real interesting he missed six games he was started the year on the pup list gets traded Mid-season to the Panthers, I think for like a sixth-round pick. He played, and he appeared in eight games, but played at least 60% of snaps just three times. Oh. When he was on the field, he looked like him. I'm reading right from the athletic here. Looked like himself. Um, but 32-year-old corners don't often get paid big money. What do you think about Gilmore? He's interesting. And... And he got he got out of New England because he wanted a big contract. Mm-hmm. Like he felt like I not, remember he, he I think he was getting paid like seven mil last year, and he thought he should have been in the conversation, you know, with Ramsey and some of these other guys are getting paid eighteen twenty million a year, and New England was like, well, you ain't getting that here. Yeah, Bill Bill Belichick wasn't forking that over. No. Um, so he moves on to Carolina. 32 is tough, man. It's a tough age to get that three, four-year contract at 20 a year. I think his market's probably half of that, probably $8 million a year. He's reportedly seeking, per the athletic, he's reportedly seeking 10 to $14 million. So not too far off. Not too far off. Uh, but real 14's a stretch. There's no way. 10? Yeah. Mm. yeah, you can find a team that'll pay you 10. Is he worth it? I don't think so. No. He's going to end up, if if he if that's all he's looking for, he's going to end up in it with a team like Jacksonville or Detroit, a team who's willing to pay a little bit higher premium 
for a you know a big name player. Was he hurt this year? Yeah, so he started the year on the physically unable to perform list. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Um, but 32, man, that is that's a number that scares me because you know how we feel. I know. I, I can only like bend over to pick up my kids like so many times in a day. I have a quota, and after that quota, <laughs> like my my back's like, all right, bro, like, we're yeah. done. Sorry, buddy, yeah. you, gotta, you you got to walk up these stairs try, by yourself. Try now. again tomorrow. <laughs> uh, now imagine getting hit. Right or Probably having three hundred pound dudes. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think he'll get it somewhere. I think I think he'll get his number. Honestly, it just didn't work out for him. Right, like he was looking for a big contract. Carolina was gonna be his like prove it, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, that's the problem with prove it deals, right? They don't always work, and I mean it's not like he's not gonna have a job. I do think he'll play somewhere i just think his number might be a little high um but we'll see maybe one of those teams will uh will overpay mm-hmm. all right let's switch directions so over the weekend um a couple of other coaches have come forward in the uh brian flores lawsuit former cardinals head coach steve wilkes and former assistant ray horton uh, from the Tennessee Titans have joined in Brian Flores' lawsuit. Um, so now there's teams, a handful of teams, along with the NFL, that are being sued. Um, this makes it kind of officially a class action lawsuit. You now have three coaches. You have a class of people. That's why it's called that. Um, that have kind of come together. This helps Flores show that it's not just him that it's, it could potentially be a league-wide issue. Mm-hmm. Again, whether or not their claims are successful, we'll see, but it does seem to bolster Flores' um, lawsuit. The bigger thing, though, was that the further evidence that Flores and his legal team brought forward was he had written down in a letter to general managers, um, director of player personnel, other people in management, that the owner, Stephen Ross, asked him to lose games, which is the kind of – I don't know if it's the pinnacle of his lawsuit because, again, he's claiming racial discrimination. Mm -hmm. It's a huge deal for the Dolphins and that owner, though, because – you know the NFL is, quote, unquote, investigating it, for so take that for whatever it's worth because – it's like your boss coming to you and asking you to investigate them. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. I'll let you know what I find. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, you look good to me, boss. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, is this enough to issue sanctions, potentially make them sell the team? Uh, I don't know. Um, but the seat's getting a little hot over in Miami. It is intriguing because, right, you had Deshaun Watson, what, 20-plus women? Yep. You have Brian Flores, who now has a couple more buddies to join in on the lawsuit. Um, is it enough? Is like, right, because... Sean Watson, had to, and very different, right? So, like, all I'm comparing are numbers of, like, people in this, like, using legalese in this class action lawsuit. Yeah. Um, is it going to be enough against, like, w- the, like one of the world's largest, like, 
entertainment companies, the NFL. So, yeah, and right now, like, let's let's forget about the Deshaun Watson thing for a moment. But in the Brian Flores lawsuit, the evidence I think is still weak, at least that I've seen that there's been quote unquote racial discrimination. Like, right, excuse me, right now their be, their best piece of evidence was that the coach who got the job with Tennessee Titans, um. Hold on, I'm going to get his name here. Um, I forgot it. <laughs> got shit for brains. Um, anyway, the, the guy who got the job over um, Horton. Oh, they hired Mike uh, Malarkey. Malarkey. Yeah, there we go. And then Malarkey admitted in a podcast in 2020 that the Titans told me I was going to be the head coach in 2016 before they went through the Rooney rule. And so I sat there knowing I was the head coach as they went through this fake hiring process. So the question for the courts to figure out and what lawyers will argue about is, okay, so you had a team who potentially, one, is this evidence even admissible? questionable Mm -hmm. two if it is why wouldn't it be um anytime like a podcast or like think about like music like it's a form of entertainment like if you put Mm -hmm. mike malarkey on the stand you know was he telling the truth was he embellishing a story for entertainment purposes like rappers yeah right exactly like that rappers have been like charged with crimes because of songs they they have their lyrics and their songs and you know that's that's not evidence. It's like, mm-hmm. um, plus it's been a long time since I've done evidence in, in law school. But I mean, there's like there's hearsay components. There's like a whole whole bunch of other things. Because if you look at it from this complaint, it's not what somebody heard somebody say. It's what's like it's almost like a roundabout way of hearing it. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. it's not like actual evidence. You're kind of like going to a third-party media or, you know, however a podcast is classified in the legal world. I don't even know if the legal world has addressed podcasts <laughs> yet. Um, so let's take, the, but let's take the evidence piece because, again, that's what the lawyers will bicker about. But, um, you know, the question becomes, okay, so now we have Mike Malarkey saying that the Titans bypassed the process. That would be that's why it's hearsay right there, right? Because it's not what Malarkey said; it's what Malarkey said the Titans said. Mm-hmm. But let's say they did that. Is that racial discrimination? Did they pick Malarkey over somebody else on the basis of race? That's really hard to prove. Yes, right? like all it's proving to. is that the team did not follow the procedures that were set in place by the NFL. Not that they did it because this they wanted a white a guy over a black guy. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that would be really difficult to prove. So you and and again, is the evidence even admissible? Because you have a guy who's saying what the Titans told him. You know what I mean? Like it's maybe there's a little smoke there. It becomes a little more legitimate because now you have a couple more dudes. Yeah, right. But who? That is. I mean, it's like proving intent, right? That's exactly what it is. That's really hard. Yeah. Unless, like, like yeah, and these teams, although they may not always be the brightest, 
like what team is going to be dumb enough to put in an email like, hey, don't hire this minority coach because he's a minority. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's almost what you need. Right now it's all like con- conjecture, you're speculating. Um, so I don't know. But the big thing continues to be out of this. You know, did Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, offer to pay Brian Flores to lose games? It feels like he did. Only for the reason that Brian Flores won eight games in a row and then got fired. Yes. Yeah. That like is... you didn't fire him when they were three and seven or whatever, or one and seven. Mm-hmm. You waited till he won eight games in a row. And then wanted to let him tank, right? Pay him whatever the like what was it? The piggy it was bank like was like a hundred grand a year, yeah. Or a hundred grand a game, yeah. And then he won eight games in a row. And then you were like, yeah. All right, you got to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we wanted to suck, and we actually didn't. So it's time for you to go. Later. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's so we-, we had a conversation about this on a previous podcast where we were like, he's safe, right? Like, dude, dolphins have ripped off like eight or nine straight now. I know. And then when we were fired, we're like, oh, my God, he got fired. Well, he'll get another head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Now he's like the linebackers coach for the Steelers or something. Like a huge step back for a guy who I think is well respected. Um crazy. So, anyway, the merits of this specific case while getting stronger, I th- I still think have a long way to go. Um, but we'll see. The fact that more are joining in, that means more potential for evidence. We'll see. It's going to be harder for the NFL to like pretend that this is nothing now that more people came forward. Well, and they're already taking steps. They they beefed it up now where you need to interview at least a um, a woman candidate. Um, so now there's there's you're, they're spreading that pool of people. Um, and then they also made it, I think, mandatory that you have to have a. Uh, minority coach as an offensive assistant coach somewhere like somewhere need in one. your pipeline need need one need one I, I I'm going off memory here it's 1015 it's way past my bedtime but I'm mm-hmm. like 90 percent sure that that's a rule I don't think that rule would be too hard to to get just because I do think there are a lot of minority assistant coaches I think the beef's always been, you know, they feel like there's not enough Leadership. head coaches. And while you and I talked about it, like as the hiring cycle for these new coaches, because there was a, a ton of turnover, not very many minority coaches got hired. There's been huge strides in minority GMs. I think there's mm. like four or five, maybe even six minority general managers now, which sitting in my chair, coaches make more money. But like GM is a much bigger position of power. Oh yeah, you're in the front office. Yeah, much bigger deal in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. So, I don't know. It's hard. Discrimination cases like this are hard to prove. Yeah, it's and I mean, and it's the NFL, right? Like, if there is a sports league that I think could get out of something like this, it's it's the NFL. Oh yeah, they're Weasley. The yeah, like the like the NBA would have none of it. Right, like it would just be like games would be canceled over this. I think I think MLB probably something similar. 
If I, you, you just popped into my head. If you had to rank like strength of league commissioners. Oh, like a cage match between well, Adam yeah, Silver. But like a metaphorical cage match. Like not like actual physical fighting, Ooh, okay. but like their ability to handle conflict and pressure situations. Yeah. Like say what you will about Roger Goodell, but he just does not give a fuck. No, he doesn't. So like, Goodell, Goodell Adam Silver. And Rob Manfred is oh, baseball. Yeah, well, Manfred's last. So I think him and Adam Silver are duking it out, though. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah, like, definitely not. Like, Penthouse, it's Goodell. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a reason why he's and, he's bringing in 50-plus million a year. And I couldn't even tell you who the commissioner of the NHL is because nobody Same. cares about hockey. Yeah, no, no. And they don't have these types of problems. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they have Kodak Black potentially... Well, he wasn't having sex, but potentially like having awesome. someone twerk on on him at a at an NHL game. Yeah, they have like three black players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think the NBA handles it pretty well, like for the most part. Well, the NBA, it depends on your view of things because the NBA just does whatever the players want. Yep, that, that is the most player friendly league, hands down. Manfred is just incompetent. At everything, it's 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 just baffling. But it's like, but it's like, you have one commissioner who just rolls over and lets the players do whatever they want, and then you have the other one who just like is incompetent, and he's so incompetent he still can't get anything done. Mm-hmm. I would almost rather have the incompetent guy who can't get anything done, because then at least you're not getting rolled over. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like like you you at least like like if you're a major league baseball owner, like yeah, you had the lockout and that sucked. But at least you feel like you're not like getting taken advantage of, and like at you the end still of the, some power. And at the end of the day, when the CBA finally did get done, like the players didn't get that much. Mm-hmm. It was botched and pissed people like me off because like, why can't you get this done? But from the owner's standpoint, they probably feel like they won. Adam Silver is just like, yeah, Lebr- let me oh. call LeBron. Let, oh. me, let me see what LeBron wants. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, LeBron wants this. Okay, uh, let's start printing some T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> right isn't that how it feels it does yeah um, um but and and the nba is also probably the highest percentage of uh black players it oh, ha- yeah. has to be right oh yeah uh i i don't know the percentages but so i suppose i would guess so so i suppose you know in that aspect of it as well you know is adam silver a genius though like so viewership in the nba up NFL. I mean, is that nobody tr- is that true in the United States? So, where the NBA, I think, is brilliant is the international market, and specifically, love them or hate them, the Chinese market, which is why players like LeBron and others, you know, aren't going to criticize the Chinese government. But like, that's where the NBA is making their hay. It's really not here stateside. Mm-hmm. I don't think. No, well, <clears throat> I mean the untapped market or the growing market the u.s already knows the nba like our fans are here will grow a little bit the chinese have a billion people and they're growing the sport there and like the pinnacle of basketball is still the nba so like all of the names right that come out the lebrons the like you name it, the Steph Curry's, all the ones that generate like all of your income, the like the Giannis Antetokounmpo's of the world. 
that's where you grow. You have a billion people that are going to start buying jerseys and walking around with them. like And watching t- it on TV, which is the big one. So if you can, I mean, y- you can make your customers happy. That's That's just where I'm coming from, where I think like Adam Silver, like, yeah, you roll over and you do what whatever your players want and like but at the end of the day like they have a really good like system for entertainment mm. it's like right it's exciting like you get what you want as a fan um for the most part they like stay out of like any hot subject topics that like would ruffle feathers in the media um yeah yeah, I I don't disagree with that. Um, NFL just gets a little more risque. Like I could never see like any of these types of scandals, right? Like imagine who, whatever the equivalent of Deshaun Watson and his lawsuit going on would happen in the NBA. Mm, the first thing that popped in my head was Kobe. Mm, yeah, that wasn't even under silver. Right, no. that was Stern, David Stearns. Like, that was a big deal. That's your biggest star accused of rape and was mm-hmm. arrested for it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I. The NFL does seem to have a higher number of like incidents like that. They do. But I also wonder if it's because I pay attention to the NFL more. Like I'm not following the NBA on a day-to-day basis. I'm not knowing if some guys getting picked up for you know weed or you know pop for a drug test like I am for the NFL. But the NFL does seem to have more problems for whatever reason. Well, I think part of it too is like the game. There's so few games. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in the NBA, like during the season, it's got to be hard to get into shenanigans, other than you know, sneaking girls up to your hotel room and, you know, maybe smoking weed or, and they don't, I don't even think they test for weed in the NBA. That's probably half the reason. And you know, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're on the road, you're, you're playing three, four games, four games some, a week, sometimes five. Some week. of those games are back to back constantly on airplanes. You 82 regular season games like football. You play once a week for 17 weeks now. It's true. And if your team's out of the playoffs, you don't play from, January till next September. That's so true. It's a long time to not be under team control for you to get into problems. It's going to be hard too in the NFL, right? Like your games are on Sundays as well. So like assuming you're not going out on Saturday. Yeah. I don't think it's the nightclub stuff that gets these guys in trouble. I think it's just free time, you know, and too much of that can get you in trouble. Yes. (laughs) And, like, and then depending on who you're running with in circles, yeah, what are you doing today? Oh, nothing. I just got done with practice. You like know? no bedtime yeah. and an Aston Martin with like an unlimited bank account. And you're 24. I know what decisions I'd make. Yep, yep, 100%. <laughs> Most it, of them not good. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, to answer your question, and I think I think we're in the same boat, right? Roger Goodell would be number one, probably Silver and then Manfred. Yeah, probably. Also, Adam Silver looks like the alien from Men in Black. He, <laughs> yep, uh, like the little dude, right? Where like Who's the face the guy's opens head? up. Yes, yes, his head. <laughs> That's like the the galaxy you're, is on. Wait, oh, right. 
wait, are you are you the giant guy with the flowers? <laughs> oh, oh God, yeah, that he does look alien like. Adam Silver does. Mm-hmm. I think he is. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he is a genius. I think he's interstellar. Oh. Space Jam is real. Uh, <laughs> plot twist. Adam Silver actually has one of those little dudes inside of him <laughs> controlling him, too. We're all living. Black. We're all living the Truman Show. <laughs> Adam Silver's pulling the strings. <laughs> all right. Well, we took a real hefty yeah. tangent there. Left field. Yeah. That was good, though. That was fun. And this is what happens when we have nothing else to talk about. Right. All right. Yeah. Anything else to add on Flores? Nothing on Flores. No. All right. Let's finish this up. Mr. Brandon Cooks, a team that or a guy that seems like every team who's interested in a wide receiver reached out to Houston for. I heard the Packers. I heard the Saints. I heard I mean, there was like six or seven teams that were linked to potentially trading for him. And the Texans, to their credit, because I think I thought they would have dealt them, uh, agreed a two-year extension. Spot Trek's got it at two for. 36 nope 39.6 excuse me um 36 of that guaranteed so pretty much fully guaranteed deal good for him 19 19.8 million uh per year how old is brandon cooks he is 28 oh okay younger than i thought yeah he went he was 20 when he came out um so the dude's been around the block everywhere the guy just produces, man. Um, so dating back to 2015, so his second year in the league, one, two, three, four, five, six out of the last seven years, he's had a thousand yard receiving. He's got to be one of the quietest thousand yard receivers in the NFL. Agreed. And he's done it on bad teams. Mm-hmm. Like the last two years with Houston, not good. Thousand. Thousand yards both years. Both years he had six touchdowns. That's impressive. Um, with the Rams, and this was before the Rams really took off. He had a bad 2019, only 583 yards. But then he had 1,200 yards, a thousand yards. He was in New England too, right? Yeah, for a cup of coffee. Thousand yards, seven touchdowns. Wow. Um, and then his last two years with New Orleans. Sounds like guy's a lock for a thousand yards in about six, six or seven. Yeah, and when he's with when he's with New Orleans, he had eight and nine touchdowns respectively. I mean, like, is he worth twenty mil a year? No, I don't think so. I think that's probably a little high. But you look at where the wide receiver market's going; it's exploding, and the fact that a guy can get you a thousand plus yards in Davis Mills' rookie year. Yes. Yes. Bingo. Like, dude's doing something right, and he's yeah. only twenty eight. Lock him up for a couple of years. It's two years. If it's a bad deal, you can get out of it quickly. And I, I like him. it, and good for him. Yeah, and like, like you said, the quietest thousand-yard receiver. Like if you'd asked me, like, what's Brandon Cook's stat line? I'd have been like uh, fifty Eight. catches, four hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, I would have given two him touchdowns. Like Hundred. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just because, like, I know he's like speedy. Wow, good stat. Yeah, thousand yards. Ah, uh, I don't know how he's gonna do in. In Houston again, though. Probably 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. That's like, it's what he's gotten, right? That's, I mean, Houston, 
stayed for the money. Good. I mean, yeah. Who else is going to give them nineteen? Again, bad teams got to pay a tax. You mm-hmm. probably overpay a little bit for talent. Um, but Houston benefits from playing in a bad division. Like Tennessee, okay, they're the number one seed, but they're not world beaters. No. Indy, who knows? We'll see what they're like with Matt Ryan now. And Jacksonville, terrible. Two of those are domes, too. And, yeah, other than Tennessee, everyone else is really warm. And Tennessee doesn't even get that cold. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if if Houston can have a good draft, they got two picks in the top 15. Free agency, I still think they're a little bit schizophrenic they just have this philosophy the last two years of signing a hundred guys it's like just grabbing a giant pile of you know what and just throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks yeah. like okay we're gonna sign 50 guys to two-year deals and we'll, we're gonna cut half of these guys before the end of camp just because we can't carry all of them um maybe that works out this year but i don't know maybe they can be a little bit better yeah davis mills another year under his belt i don't know yeah. Why not? Not the I mean, not the sexiest name at quarterback, but serviceable last year. Houston likes them enough that they were willing to deal Watson and not bring in someone else. Houston also does a lot of weird shit, dude. So like But th- but think about like <laughs> think about if you I agree. I totally agree. Um but think about like if you're Houston in that Deshaun Watson deal, like you would have been doing Cleveland a favor by taking on Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's true. So they obviously feel like Davis Mills is a better option than Baker Mayfield. Oh, wow. And that's how they feel. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Whether that's like monetary or skill-wise or I mean, I mean it's Baker a was going to get paid like I forget what it was, 18 mil, like in the grand scheme of things in quarterbacks, that's still really cheap. So they feel, I think they feel like Davis Mills is a better option at quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Is that how the rest of the league feels about Baker Mayfield? I forget. Are you in like Meats camp that like Baker's a backup quarterback in the NFL? He's um, like Baker's just, he he's going to be like a Carson Wentz. Like he's he'll he'll jump from team to team. I think, but still a starting caliber quarterback for now. Yes, but um, kind of like a journeyman. He's probably going to bounce around a little bit. Yeah, like he's he's not a guy that I think you bring in to win a Super Bowl. I think he's a guy that like he's a Tyrod Taylor. Okay, let's do. I want to do an exercise. Mm-hmm. Because we've talked a lot about Baker Mayfield on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run through all 32 teams. <laughs> and all I want you to say is yes, that you would take Baker over their starting quarterback, or no. I love it. All right. Cool. Buffalo. No. No. <laughs> Miami. Oh, Tua. Wow. You know what? I want Tua. I'm gonna so no. I'm gonna say yes, Baker. New England. I'm gonna go no. Mac. No, I like Mac. New York Jets. Zach Wilson. <sighs> yes. Yes, Baker. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, Zach. <laughs> so, so we're two, two in the first division so yeah, far. There we go. Uh, NFC East. Uh, Dak. No. No. Uh, Daniel Jones. Yes. Ooh. 
Yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Philly, Hurts. No. 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 Uh, Washington, Wentz. I'm going to go no. They're the same guy. <laughs> like, I'll, You're just a guy. Yeah, right? I'll take Wentz. Okay. Yeah, sure. Just All for right. the sake of argument. AFC North, Lamar. No. no. Burrow, no. No. Deshaun? No. Obviously not. Trubisky? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. That's four okay, teams. That's four teams. Okay. Um, Chicago Fields. Oh man, just for the potential. No. Yeah, it's too early. Goff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's five teams. Four teams. Five. Five. Uh, Rogers. No. Uh, Cousins. No. No. Uh, Houston. Davis Mills. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> The tough questions. So just because I don't know enough, I'm going to say yes. But the fact that Houston sees something in them. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Davis Mills did okay down there on a bad team. Uh, I'll give Davis another year. Uh, Matt Ryan. 37-year-old Matt Ryan. No. I'm going to say no as well. I just thought maybe I could get you. Uh, Lawrence in Jacksonville. Um, no, no gotta, still, you got to bet on Lawrence. Yep. Isn't that funny? Like, you got to give Lawrence benefit of the doubt. Zach Wilson, nope. Yeah. Get him out of no. there. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tannehill, no. No, I'm taking Tannehill. Atlanta, I th- I think their starting quarterback is Marcus Mariota. I think. I'm taking Baker. Yeah, same. Okay, six, Sam Darnold. Yeah, give me Baker. Seven. Oh, I don't, dude. You're taking I don't, Darnold. I don't know, man. Oh, because okay, you put Baker in a Carolina Panthers jersey. He does better than Darnold. Yes, by exactly one win. <laughs> right. Um, like, don't get me wrong. He's not leading the Panthers to the promised land, but he's better than Sam Darnold. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Talk to you into it. Yes. Uh, the Saints, Jameis. Uh, I'll take Jameis. Same. Uh, Brady. That's a no-brainer. Uh, <laughs> Denver, Wilson. No. Mahomes. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, we can that skip, hole. We'll, we'll yeah. skip the AFC West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the NFC West, Murray, Stafford, Garoppolo slash Wentz, and Drew Locke. I think Seattle would take Baker over Drew Locke. That's the only one because Trey Lance and – yeah, all the other teams. No. Yeah, and then Stafford and Murray, obviously not. That's eight teams though that could use Baker Mayfield services. Uh huh. Today, that's a quarter of a quarter of the league. Yeah. Now you figure a handful of those teams will probably draft a guy this year, mm-hmm. or should draft a guy this year. But still, man, like Baker could be a starting quarterback for eight teams. It's um, so. He'll sign with someone before the season starts, right? Yes. Like, he's not going to be someone like, oh, we had an injury, so we need to bring in Baker. Like, I don't think he's there yet, but I definitely, I think, meet meets onto something. Like, he's he's on the fast track. He needs to have a year. Yes. Yeah. Wherever he is, he needs to have a year where he puts up three thousand plus yards, thirty thirty touchdowns, yep. less than fifteen interceptions. And and is healthy. And you lead your team to eight, nine, ten wins. And 
all of your wide receivers don't want to leave the team. Because <laughs> yes. right yeah. now, that's the biggest red yeah. flag is that like Nobody Jarvis Landry and Beckham, who were bros. I mean, like those two played in the same college, like they're best friends. And they both were like, dude, I'm sorry, I can't play with you because I can't play with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. get me out of here. <laughs> and now, and like, Jarvis Landry's got to be kicking himself in the ass because, like, like, oh, dude, get me out. And they're like, fine, cut you. And then they bring in Deshaun. And he's like, yeah. wait, no, you, like, yeah, like I, no, I just didn't want to play with the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I just didn't want to play with Baker. Yeah. But now that we have Deshaun. Yeah. Did you see that Beckham? said like oh yeah I'd, I'd, i'll come back to cleveland now <laughs> did he really just I didn't see just twist in the <laughs> knife oh. oh dude that's good um i wonder what it is with baker know. he must be like nothing's his fault right is like the vibe that i get it's got to be that right he seems like a personable guy i mean like the commercials are funny that he does uh, he doesn't seem like awkward or weird. Like he's, he, like Andrew Luck seemed like a weird dude to me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he'd be really easy to get along with because he was so smart, mm. right? Like he was one of the smarter quarterbacks. Like I feel like he could take accountability. Baker strikes me as a dude who just can't be accountable. Like he'll throw four picks and like it's the receiver's fault on all four. Or the offensive line because I didn't get enough time. That's that's how and and I hate to say that especially for a guy that his whole career he's just proved the haters wrong right like college he walked on and then like he ended up winning a national championship then he won a Heisman and then he ended up getting drafted and like whether it was deserved but you know when it comes to leadership think about like even the way you just said it and it's the way it's portrayed in the media like oh Baker did this Baker did that like well no like the Oklahoma Sooners won a national championship. Like Lincoln Riley was the coach, you know, like, mm-hmm. but like that can get to you too. Like, no, dude, I'm Baker Mayfield. I do this. I do that. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the problem. I'm the one in the progressive commercials. You're spot on. Yeah. Right. And like, <clears throat> you can do that when you're winning and when you're winning Heisman trophies and but, you're winning football games. But even when you do it and you're winning, people still hate you. But you're I, winning. I wonder, and again, complete speculation. I I wonder, looking back now, is this why Devontae Adams wanted out of Green Bay? Yeah. Because apparently, allegedly, the Packers offered him more money to stay. Yeah. And he took less money to go to Vegas. It's well, and he played college with, like, yeah, at Fresno State. He's from the Oakland area. He played with Derek Carr at mm-hmm. Fresno State. He always wanted to be a Raider. Like, yeah, that stuff all counts for something. But at the end of the day, you get a chance to finish your career with a Hall of Famer. And instead, you're you're, going with... Like, Derek Carr is a step down from Rodgers. Derek Carr is still a nice quarterback. But you're going to a gauntlet of a division. Yep. Like, you might not ever play in the playoffs again. Mm -hmm. And that's not even to say the Raiders are bad. It's just a tough division. Yeah, you're doing the money sign... But he was offered more money to stay. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's also so. That is like if that is true. I think what also is true is like the like relationship between Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, right? Like it's not what we thought it was. That's what I'm saying. Is Rodgers the problem? Mm-hmm. 
And apparently Rogers knew about this when he signed his extension, which blows my mind because we how long we sat on here for six months saying those two were a package deal, tied at the hip. Yeah, and right? apparently no, they, they like not even a little bit. Nope, because Devonte maybe doesn't like Aaron Rodgers that way. <laughs> it's probably because he calls him Tay all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, like dude, stop calling me that. Nobody calls me Tay, <laughs> bro. Like bro, we don't know each other like that. Yeah, don't call me that. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can you can call me Sir or Mr. Adams. Yeah. Stop right. calling me Tay. Or Devonte. Or seventeen. Yeah. Um, but Tay? <laughs> no, th- those those are for my friends. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're not one of those guys. You're my friend on Sunday. I'm laughing, but I'm also crying a little bit same, on the inside. <laughs> same. Like I'm definitely crying on the inside because like how many wasted years <sighs> in Green Bay do we have? Did you know? Speaking of wasted years. Because it's relevant. Because everybody shits on Packers. Oh, you had Favre and Rodgers and you only won two Super Bowls. Do you know that when Brady was on his little eight-week retirement, that when he retired, there's no active quarterback in the NFL that has more than one Super Bowl? I did not know that. Wow. Brady is the only active quarterback that has more than one Super Bowl win. Shit. Now that Big because Big Ben retired. Yep. That's how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. So like think of like if you want to give Packer fans shit for it, think about like Drew Brees. He only won one Super Bowl in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Mahomes only has one right now with Kansas City. He's young, but yeah. Josh still. Allen still hasn't been. Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I think it speaks to the greatness of Tom Brady. For sure, one hundred percent. Needs two hands to put all the rings on. <laughs> I know. Um, also, like, probably a master class in leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I, you'd follow him into battle, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, dude, just tell me where to be. Give tell me, me what one, to run. like, let's go. Yeah. You know, run through a wall. <laughs> uh, while wearing your Uggs. Right, and we're the Tom Brady and and dumping my strawberries in the trash can, (laughs) uh, with no caffeine. Oh, he does no coffee. I actually don't know if he does no caffeine. That might be where I draw the line from following Tom Tom Brady into battle. If he tells me like, "Hey, bro, no more rain, no more, no more C four pre workout." Okay. 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 Yeah, I won't. Meanwhile, I'm in the back, you know, just mainlining some caffeine. What do you do for energy guy? Like, you, no strawberries, no coffee. <laughs> strawberries. Like, well, it's first, let's address this strawberry issue. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I think I have strawberries every single day. I, my son does. Yeah. Crack cocaine to that kid. That's like, dude, so the strawberry thing's weird, but whatever. Like, okay, fine. No coffee? Like, why do you wake up? That's right. And how? How do you just wake up and you're like, I'm ready to do all of the things that I'm going to do today without coffee? I guess it probably helps a little bit that he gets to set his schedule. Like he's not setting an alarm to go to a cube like you and I were doing all those That's years. True. Like he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to like get up at, I don't know when he gets up. He seems like a morning guy. I bet you he's still like getting up at Five. seven. Yeah, five. You're right. He's probably getting his first workout in pretty early. Mm-hmm. He seems like the type of guy when he's home that still drops the kids off at school. I could see that. Yep. 
Cause I can he, see it too. Well, I mean, he makes his kids kiss him on the mouth. So that's weird. I think he's taken their blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like there's a monthly donation to dad. <laughs> yeah. And it's all. Can you some of that young blood? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He's got some like 18 I suppose, year old. dude, like you give me some Jordan, my son, blood. That kid runs some from stem the cells? minute his feet hit the floor to the minute he goes to bed. That kid is moving. <laughs> and he doesn't take any caffeine. So maybe that's it. Yeah. Dude, you just you don't need a caffeine of- when you got. You twelve-year-old kid, blood in you. <laughs> um, so yeah, you just need some. You just need a couple of transfusions, dude. Or find find yourself like a a prime specimen, like eighteen-year-old. Like that was in an episode of Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's, that like young German kid in there. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Look at him. He's the peak of physical fitness. <laughs> Meanwhile, like as like the blood's like transfusing, he looks like all gray and like. About to out pass out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Yeah, the mouth kissing's weird, but maybe that's what makes them so great. I think the mouth kissing is less weird than the no caffeine, though. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I agree. I don't, <laughs> dude. I get out of bed because of the caffeine, and then I do the things. Without caffeine, I don't know that I get out of bed. <laughs> What's the point? Exactly. <laughs> oh man! And then no strawberries, no tomatoes. Some other weird shit that he does. Avocado. He's got his cream. own. He's got his own uh, like protein brand, doesn't he? Like TV Twelve's got T- their own like nutrition thing. Dude, everything. I read his book. It's interesting. Is it? Mm-hmm. Any nuggets in there? Like he talks about like his workout plan. Um, he has like an, a whole diet regimen. Speaking of his workout plan, he did a. I think it was a commercial, or maybe it was a TikTok, or maybe it was a TikTok commercial. Dude, he's looking pretty shredded. Have you seen this? No. He, um, you mean more shredded than when he came out? I mean, like NFL? I would classify him. Like, let's take away the NFL component because it's not fair to compare quarterbacks to like real athletes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers with his shirt off. Yeah, uh, Eli wow. Manning at the wow. beach. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Eli Manning. Yes. No, like Tom Brady had. Defined packs. Wow, for a forty-four-year-old dad of three, like it's if I saw like if I saw just your average Joe at the beach, I'd be like, oh, like that dude works out, like he looked nice. Mm-hmm. That's how Tom looks. He's no longer the flabby kid. Good for him. He's talk about a dude that's Benjamin buttoning. Like it's, it's the kid's blood. Tom, <laughs> it's like you're onto something because if you look at like all of every year, like team photo year of Tom Brady next to each other, I guarantee you he starts to look better and better as he gets older and older. He for sure does. He for sure does. Um, certainly this is not the show for it, but like maybe there was some work done <laughs> along the way. In the last 15 minutes, we've completely dragged Tom's <laughs> good name through the mud. <laughs> it's it's just a man's name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um he he's stealing the blood of children <laughs> and like potentially getting plastic surgery done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh Yeah, a, all, all of that is complete speculation like, by the way. It's like the Johnny drama thing with the calf muscles. Yes. <laughs> ah, it was probably implants. Yeah. Those real are the implants. <laughs> yeah, yours neither. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, this has been the most unfocused episode I think we've ever done. Yeah. I are we lucid dreaming? <laughs> Feels like it. Yeah. Tom. Okay, one last thing, because I did mention to talk about mm-hmm. it. And we're on Tom. What's Gronk waiting for? Do you think Gronk's done? No. Dude. I he, think he's done. Really? You you think he's not coming back? Yeah, they asked him like a week ago. It was very much after Tom announced his return. And he's like, I'm just not ready to commit to playing football for another year. I feel like we're going to get closer to the season. Tom's going to make one phone call. Mm. And it's going to be like, hey. Need you, bud. Yeah, I don't have my best bro. Like, can you come play? Like, we'll manage your minutes, whatever you want. Like, we'll give you the red carpet. Just, like, come back and play. And Gronk's going to call his mom and be like, hey, mom. Pack my shit. I need my football pants. Yeah, yeah. Pack my shit. I'm playing with Tom for another year. You might be right. It is really easy to quote unquote retire in April. Once like training camp rolls around and you're July. not there, it does get a little harder, I mm-hmm. think. You're missing the locker room, you're missing the the boys. And you could still see Tom right now, right? Like Yeah. But now when he's July, August. On lockdown Tom Brady mode, getting ready for probably another run Mm -hmm. because it's what he does. I don't know. It's a good question, though. I feel like Gronk's done. Why not just commit, right? Like, if you're, like, he at least is on the fence, right? Like, there's at least the question because otherwise he'd just be like, yeah, like, I'm back. Or... No, I'm still done. Mm-hmm. He, kind of in limbo. I think the question is certainly out there. Um, I don't, and I don't think it's a question of money. Gronk gets this. Um, this uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like perception of being like a dumb oaf. Do you know he's never spent a penny outside of what was on his rookie deal? Isn't that insane? He banks it all. Yeah. So like, it's not a question. Like he's not playing. Like he needs the money. Because he doesn't. I mean, I'm sure the money's nice, but also another guy who's dating. Who's he dating? I don't know, some blonde celebrity, blonde yeah, supermodel or something. Mm. So I think she does. <laughs> think she does okay for herself. So it's not like they need the money. So it probably is just like a. Do I really want to put my body through this again? And tight end's a tough position. And, oh yeah, and that name. Right, like it's just like okay, I've got Gronk. Like you get everyone's best day, like everyone at a hundred percent. Well, not to mention when you're six six, two hundred sixty pounds, like, and you got a two hundred pound safety coming up, they're going right at your knees. Mm-hmm. He's already had the shoulder issues. Yep. But, but it's Tom. But you get to play with your boy. Yeah. One more year, and they'll be good. And they're in a bad division, and. And he had a good year last year. He had a really it's good year last like, year. Yeah, dude. They'll manage his, like, manage his games. I'm sure he won't play a full season. And then like ramp him up, keep him healthy just in time for the playoffs, and like use him when, yeah. when they need him. Hmm. But intriguing. Still. like Still not signed. Just like, yeah. Make, I thought make as a, soon as Tom came back, you'd hear that, yeah, the Tampa Bay's re-signed Gronkowski for mm-hmm. like a one-year – he got paid like one year, like eight million last year. That's about right. I would Give agree. Eight, ten million. 
intriguing to see because what other tight ends are left on that roster? OJ Howard, OJ still Howard, there? and Cameron Brait. So like no slouches. No, not at all. In the tight end department, but it's just a trust thing with Brady. Mm-hmm. Like you see those plays where like Brady's calling audibles at the line of scrimmage without even having to like say it. Like he just looks at Gronk and Gronk knows. Okay, this is what he wants me to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you? Did you hear? Uh, I think it was Gronk on the Manning cast this past year. They were asking him like how long it took him to learn Tampa's playbook. He's like, I don't know Tampa's playbook. It's like Tom just tells me what to do. <laughs> I love that because like, is it is it is kind he, of true? Is he joking? Yeah, or is it real? <laughs> or like, or like, does Tom just tell him like run a post here? Yeah, Gronk. Yeah, like, Blo- blocks the defense. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, too funny. Uh, they had like a couple of videos. <clears throat> it would they, or at least they were on TikTok. Um, is where I saw them, where Brady and Gronk are like chilling with like the kitty, like the kiddie pool, like at the Tampa Bay facility, and they're talking about like whatever. Um, and one of the things that was brought up is like when they first started playing with each other, like what was the impression that they had, and like Gronk is like, <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom was a meanie. He's a meanie. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that, and then didn't then Tom say like, "Oh yeah, well, I had to get him in line," or mm-hmm. it was something like along those lines. Like Tom just totally yes. admitted it. <laughs> oh man, the dynamic of those two. Like, will we ever see that that type of dynamic in the NFL again? Kronk's such a big personality. Mm-hmm. Like, I still remember like him walking to practice with the sixty nine jerseys. <laughs> yes. And, like, that's in Bill Belichick's system. Uh-huh. You know, like, getting away with that in, you know, Darth Darth Belichick's <laughs> system is, like, he just had that big personality again, but you can back it up with the talent. Like, he's got to be top five tight ends of all time. Mm-hmm. Because who's your top tight end? Mm. Tony Gonzalez? Tony Gonzalez got to be up there. Antonio Gates has got to be up there. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see what happens with Kelsey. Yeah, another um, good name. If you want to go further back, like maybe sh- like a Shannon Sharp, I'd, I'd still take Gronk over mm-hmm. Shannon. Yeah, not many. I can't think of off the top of my head like tight ends that like really ring a bell. Yeah, well, the further back you go, the more they were used like almost like as an extra blocker. Mm-hmm. But yeah, crazy. Yeah, I think he plays. So, interesting. I'm gonna say no, just because everybody loves a little, uh huh, conflict. Of course. All right, man. Do you have anything else? Nothing else, man. Not today. All right. Well, we'll wrap this thing up then. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Tomorrow, Monday, mock draft Monday, extra special with, episode <laughs> with our uh, in-house draft expert. <laughs> uh, dude, he comes ready to bring it. Oh yeah, meat stick does. Uh I don't doubt that. And like his, like, I do this for like literally, it's my job. And he just he's got this stuff off the top of his dome. Just shows up ready to talk. Lives and breathes it. Yes, uh, it was a lot of fun last week. So this week we're doing picks eleven through twenty. Last week we got through ten. So we'll go through his mock draft. So far, I got to admit, I don't hate it. I don't hate his picks. He's he's doing pretty well, so we'll see what he's got in store. 
just gonna have to rework some things because with that Philly New Orleans trade right in the middle of this episode or right in the middle of these draft picks um, so we'll get to that tomorrow that'll come on on Tuesday so back-to-back days of podcast stuff and then uh, you and I'll connect up next, next week Easter Sunday we might have to find Ooh. a time to uh, podcast during the week or something yeah we could figure it out another day all Good right news is guarantee you meet will have reworked that um the Philly Nola trade <laughs> and uh will certainly be coming to bring it. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. All right, man. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Follow me on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Substack, all that good stuff, Impact Sports. Check it out. And we'll talk to you all next week. Later.